Coming to you live from Four Seasons Total Landscaping. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. We're coming to you just from down the street from Fantasy Island Sex Shop and site of Rudy Giuliani's presser. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Four Seasons Total Landscaping. We are directly across the street from the crematorium. This is where you come to get shit done. This is where you come to make things happen. This, this is, is where history is made. At Four Seasons Total Landscaping. So did anything happen last week or this week or any time recently? You know, it's been a rough week, man. We're just, uh, just working and, you know, COVID's still going on. So I haven't really been getting out and Big doing surge. much. Big, Big surge. surge. Surge you number know, two. It's really like surge number four or five, but surge number two. You know, nothing really are. going on in the news, man. Yeah, it's been a slow n- weeks the past couple of weeks. Everything's like kind of going back to normal and except it's like, but it also kind of up in the air. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just seeing this news report come in. What? Uh, trending on Twitter right now. Apparently, oh, wow. somebody on MySpace said that Joe Biden won the presidential election. Oh, we did it, boys! And it, and and we did it. Me and you. Yes, the we two of it. us. Mm-hmm. We did it. I threw my blue vote into a blue ocean, and I threw <laughs> mine into a red ocean. <laughs> but. And, uh, you did your goddamn best. You worked them fucking polls, baby. Bro, I worked 14 hours on election day, and uh, it sucked. I hated it. It was, <laughs> it was uh, I don't know that I'll ever do it again. Have not received my paycheck yet. Um, <laughs> well, they're still counting the votes. Yeah, there's, they are still counting the votes. To be fair, <laughs> we don't know. We're not sure. We're not sure. We don't <laughs> <laughs> dude it was ridiculous i mean what a ridiculous day that was i there was one incident that i have not told anybody about because it was so heated and i wanted to save it for this i didn't even tell yes. you about this while we were while we were prepping are you ready to like hear this fucking story dude so, i love that you saved a nice little morsel for me <laughs> so at the election at the election zones uh there is uh, you're not allowed to do any campaigning. You're not allowed to wear any sort of uh, shit. And one dude came in with a Trump shirt on and we just kind of ignored him, whatever. But then another dude comes in and he is wearing a Trump mask. And let me describe this dude because it wasn't oh, just a Trump mask. This dude is like bald on top, hair down to his shoulders. Oh God. He is, he is, about my parents' age, plus like three packs of cigarettes a day, um, leathery, <laughs> leathery, baggy skin hanging off of his bearded face and his long hair. He's got a black denim bedazzled uh, jacket on with an American, with a black Harley Davidson American flag T-shirt on underneath, black jeans that are like, really loose fitting and baggy and like boots and a Trump mask, Trump 2020 mask on. And, um, 
there were these two guys there uh, working that were buddies working with us, and they were in a Tejano Mexican group or a Me- Tejano Mexican band together. And nice. I don't know why I said. Anyway, one of but the yeah. thing is that one of them is like an old white guy, and one of them is an old Mexican guy, and they are clearly old friends who uh, make off-color jokes with each other <laughs> in their own time. And they immediately, when this guy walks in, like poke each other. The white guy pokes the Mexican guy and points at him and points at the fucking freak walking towards him. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, <laughs> and then um, I don't know what happened, out, but out of nowhere, uh, my buddy Pete, or not, I shouldn't say his name, the white guy, he goes, he goes, hey man, this Mexican here will take care of you. <laughs> and then the the Mexican guy goes, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they'll let me take care of you. Trump doesn't like the Mexicans." And then the guy goes, and then the guy that they are making fun of to his face that these are these are poll workers, Matt. These yes. are civil servants just talking <laughs> open shit to this dude. And I don't even think he realizes it. Well, actually, no, he realized something was up. Because the moment that the Mexican guy, the old Mexican guy says uh, that Trump doesn't like Mexicans, this dude bows up and goes, buddy, you've been listening to the wrong news. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shouts it. And, and it, I haven't told anybody about that. I haven't told my parents about that. And it was like, the, like all of the oxygen in the room just left. And... It was so tense and so scary. And then our uh, election judge leaned in and just said, sir, you have to turn that mask around. And he goes, oh, what? I can't wear a mask. They make us wear a mask whenever we get in here. And she goes, you have to turn it around. You can't have his name. You can't have Trump's name out. Because oh it's an election. God. And then that was able, after that, Everything got smoothed over, and the guy got his ballot, and he went and voted for Trump and lost his election that day. Um, <laughs> he's a fucking your loser who wears bedazzled denim jackets at the age of 65. Holy shit. This uh, guy sounds like every worst cartoon character of a Trump fucking supporter. Dude, it was... I couldn't believe what I was... What, what I saw him, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> and then and then that and then immediately those two older guys were like we have to make fun of this motherfucker <laughs> they those it was it was you know i I know that at the early i just said that i fucking hated doing it but it was a very kind of parks and rec sort of feel to it you know what i mean oh yeah oh like the fucking town hall meetings that they have on there where Patton Oswalt yes. gives his long-winded Star Wars speech. And we were all just the, like, the employees that didn't care about these people were just like, yeah, come on through. There was this one dude working with me. His name's Joey. He's an attorney for somebody. And this motherfucker, everybody knew him coming in. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. The, the, the older guys are all calling him young man throughout the whole day, even though he's like 40 <laughs> years old. And, uh, you know, we're all just, it was a very kind of silly time. There was a little bit of weirdness with a couple of the people I was working with, but one guy in particular who I sent you a picture of. 
I was about to say, I want you to touch base on this useless character you spoke of. Uh, this, I mean, well, that guy with the fucking mask around his chin all day long. Oh, God. You're, he stood you nowhere near me. And anytime he got close, I was like, can you pull your mask up? <laughs> you got to pull your mask up. Oh but I will God. say this. Uh, my fucking um, Wanda Deedle, our, our, our judge, she told us that while we were setting up to not wear masks so that she could understand what we were saying. What a fucking idiot. And I'll fucking yeah, and and me and like everybody was just like, no, what? No, we're not going to not wear masks. Wanda Deedle, and then she, this is a judge. This is a poll election judge, uh, public servant Wanda Deedle, encouraging poll workers to not wear masks at work. Um. So yeah, that was well until we got started. Then she was like, yeah, to put them on once people are out there, and dude. They 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 were lined up before I got there. Holy shit. I got there at 5.30 in the morning, and there were people sitting and waiting for us. If you could guess a percentage, because I kind of know where you're from, and it's it seems like it would be a mixed bag based on its proximity to Dallas, the types of neighborhoods that are around. Just It seems like it would be a mixed bag. I could be wrong. I don't know it as well as you do. If you could guess a percentage... What do you think was the percentage Biden Trump and the people that you saw on election day? I think it was really close. Like fifth, like damn near 50, 50, definitely more Trump, but really close to 50, 50. Damn. Definitely more Trump. But, but, but I mean, we were also in Dallas County, which was blue. True. Very true. I forget that y'all are Dallas County. mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I, I was, and because we, we had a lot of people also coming in from Mesquite, and um, there's more, you know, <laughs> ne'er do wells. No, no, that's not what I was going to say. There's just more like working class people there that, you know, are members of unions and, you know, people of color and are kind of tired of being insulted in the news by the president every other day. You know what I mean? Oh, so I okay. think you know, like, there's just a lot of, you know, it's more diverse in Mesquite than it is in oh, okay, Sunnyvale. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So more more to what I was saying about it being a mixed bag. Sounds kind of reminiscent of my um, of where I'm from. Yeah, Sunnyvale is very very red. Yeah, like the city I that, that I live in and grew up in. It's like they are they are old timey old money Republicans. Oh shit! Yeah, the type that were like at Reagan events and shit. Yes. Yeah. And I can so, see, you know, I can see that from driving around the hood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do? It's fucking. They're all. I don't know. They're all. You know, honest to God, it's the same. Uh, same in Andrea's hometown, right? Uh, her little community of Double Oak. There were a few few Trump signs about. We uh, <laughs> we wanted yeah. desperately to destroy them, but we didn't. There aren't really in our neighborhood any political signs at all. In our like in our immediate vicinity, which mm-hmm. I really love. Yeah, like even if there was a Biden one, I'd be like, "Why are you bringing this into our neighborhood? You are only <laughs> attracting vandals." Like Biden doesn't yeah. need that shit. He won. Everybody was so fucking sick of Donald Trump. That was the best campaigner for Joe Biden was Donald Trump. 
Yeah. You know, Biden really didn't have to campaign. No, he, he didn't. He was just like, I'll just let, put the camera on this fucking guy. Yeah. Less <laughs> less time they're talking to me before they figure out how many holes are in my brain. <laughs> he did like a last minute push there at the end, especially in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But really, and did some in Texas where he was surrounded by trucks With and escorted off the freeway. You want to talk about oh, being embarrassed? Dude, that was outside of San Marcos. <laughs> it was? Yeah. Fuck me. Sometimes I forget that, like, you got Austin, San Marcos, and San Antonio. You think of those places as, like, more liberal places. And then you got to remember, there's a lot of dumpy little towns around there, man. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Buda, Kyle. Yeah. New Braunfels. Oh, dude, fucking Buda, Hayes High School. They're the rebels, and their fucking mascot is Robert E. Lee. Dude. And yeah. To, tonight, there is a meeting in, South, uh, in Garland, where, which is the town next over for me that I also grew up in, basically, because I went to church there. And yeah. um, uh, they are deciding whether or not to change their mascot from the rebels. Oh wow! I mean, you go. We go, I only went to a few of those to those football games, maybe just one or two. And every time there was a touchdown, General Lee in the in the <laughs> stars and bars would be up on a hill behind the end zone doing figure eights and donuts in the mud, like doing the rebel yell. Holy shit! In the middle of suburbia. My mom was saying when she was in marching band in the 70s, one of the big things they would do is at halftime, they would play Dixie. Yeah. Which yeah. nowadays, that was in the 70s. Nowadays, that, <laughs> ooh, buddy, that ain't going to fly. It's not going to work. It's not nope. going to work. <laughs> Reminiscent of bad times. Can't do that. Can't do that. Nope. And uh, dude, let me tell you about my election day. So obviously I voted by mail, which was kind of like, you know, I could have just gone to the fucking poll because, or I guess it wasn't election day because this was the day that Biden won is really what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, yeah. That's Saturday. Yeah. It's Saturday. I'm going to work a double and I had been watching Politico on my phone, watching the news, you know, just trying to get some sort of sense of it. And I was like, fuck, fuck. Okay. I got to go. I got to go to work. And then I'm in the car. As soon as I get on the FDR, I'm in like six minutes away from the television. And you text me. They called it. Joe won. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I'm away from the TV for six fucking minutes. And they call it. So. <laughs> you know I what I was doing? What? When I, I was pooping. <laughs> Sweet release of two kinds. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing out all the shit. <laughs> So I get up to the Upper East Side. I walk into the restaurant and my head bartender's in there. And we just look at each other and we're like, we fucking dead out. And we just give a big hug. And then we go out on the street and everybody's coming out on the street. We're driving down, honking their horns. It's just everybody is celebrating. Everybody comes out for brunch and everybody's honking and yelling and so much fun. And then that night we put on the speech and everybody was watching and my, uh, a few days before this, my, my lead busser, who is legitimately one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, just naturally 
everything this kid says is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Well, we also have kind of a friend, quote unquote friendly rivalry where when I have the game on or whatever, whoever I'm cheering for, he cheers against just to get under my skin, <laughs> you know, goofy bullshit. Yeah. So <laughs> I told him, and this was unbecoming of a manager, but in <laughs> it was funny. I told him, I said, listen, man, I know we have a friendly rivalry and you like to cheer against me, but if you cheer for Donald Trump this week, you're out. <laughs> and then I said, he goes, he stops, he looks around and he looks at me and he goes, but it's my right. <laughs> you can't take away my rights. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, shit, he's right. Oh, fuck. So then he just kept joking around throughout the week. And that night we had the election coverage on and we were playing the speech and he like sneaks up on me from behind a column and he just goes, yo, Matt, can you like turn this off? It's really got my millennial anxiety on high right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a nice little run with that. It was just, what a goddamn good day. There's been, there's only been a few times that I really wish that I was still in New York and that was one day. Where it's just like, man, it would be so fun to go to Washington Square Park right now and just be around everybody six feet away and with a mask on, of course. <laughs> and just like in the street around like-minded people because everybody in there wants him gone. Whereas mm-hmm. here it's like really split. Yeah. Leaning towards most people are disappointed. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, everybody, everybody got fucked up that night too they didn't just celebrate they partied it was the first time i've seen new york city happy in a year wow like just collectively you know that feeling when new york is on a high and everybody's partying for whatever reason yeah they were fucking partying everybody was (laughs) shit-faced it was awesome (laughs) that's so fucking great oh man it was so good you know what's (laughs) not good what I found this shit out today and I was watching pardon my take a barstool sports podcast hosted by big cat and PFT shout out to the boys. Great sports podcast. They had Matthew McConaughey on. Yeah. He's releasing his new memoir called green lights. Um, and he admitted that he is a lifelong fan of the Washington R words. Check this shit out. What the fuck? How is the man who is most associated with the state of Texas more than, I mean, it's like, it's like him, Davy Crockett, Willie Nelson. This is Texas. George W. Bush, Matthew McConaughey is a Washington fan. I can't believe it. How? It's like, it's, I, it, I don't know. I, I have no frame of reference for this level of betrayal. <laughs> because, I mean, it's like, it's like you found out that, like, Santa Claus is actually a pedophile. <laughs> not only Steven is he real. Not, not only is he real, he's a sex pest. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, what? How on earth... Does a guy that grew up in central Texas, it's like, okay, what if he, so what if he's a fan of the Texans? He was a fan of the Oilers. It's like, okay, you don't like the Cowboys. 
some people get hung up on the Cowboys because they can't get over themselves and they're all mad at Jerry. But like, <laughs> how? Washington? No pun intended. No pun intended. How? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just got your pun. In. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking funny. Um, no, he told a story about when he was in like 1979, he was like 14 years old and he went to the Cowboys Redskins game at Texas stadium in a loincloth painted burgundy with a headdress on. Um, he was at the last game at RFK stadium and has a jar of burgundy dirt from the end zone. Oh. Like his childhood heroes, John Riggins, like this guy is, we're not talking about like, yeah, I cheer for them. It's like, no, this guy is as diehard for them as I am for the Cowboys. That's just bizarre. Bizarro. Bizarre. I, he's, he's, he's on the field every week at UT. Yeah. Like he's this guy boy. is Texas. Like I said, like you line him up against all the notable Texans and he stands out Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's one of those Texas, especially because you and I are Texas actors, right? And he's one of the Texas actors that got out, but didn't even get out. He just became a huge movie star and never left. I mean, he lived in LA for a bit or whatever, but like, well, he did his time there. To make to have a concrete career to where he could then be based somewhere else. Right. He did all his rom com. He did his rom com, you know, cutting his teeth, you know, the, his bullshit yeah. era in LA. But like he became a star in Texas because of a Texas production. Like he is like a Texas artist and a Texas icon. Yeah. And yeah. um it like the idea that he is a fan of the the Washington football team. <laughs> He's a fan of the football team. He's a fan of the football team? The football team. I'm blown away. I'm flabbergasted. I'm bewildered, besmirched, beguiled. I don't betrayed. know. The, betrayed. That's the only word I can think of. Betrayed. I'm betrayed. You're on, you're on notice, Matthew McConaughey. Like, you there's a few that? things. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So no, go, go, go. Don't say what you're going to no, say. There's a, a few things that I could excuse. A, uh-huh. him being a Texans fan, sure. Yeah. Him being a former Oilers fan who followed his team and is now a Titans fan. Right, yes. Okay, I could even get behind him being a Saints fan because of the proximity and the kind of like just Drew Brees and, you know, like it's the Saints. I, I like the Saints. Right. But like the... Of all the fucking teams, the only, there's only one thing that could be worse, and that was if he was an Eagles fan. If he would have said he was an Eagles fan, I'd disavow him. I, yeah. I'm right. still willing to be a fan of his because I do like Matthew McConaughey. Sure. But I'm going to – I'll give him shit about this. No, but if oh, he was yeah. an Eagles fan, he'd be dead to me. Yeah. Fucking oh. dead to me. He's, he's, he's one foot in the ground to me. <laughs> Speaking of and one you know foot what? in the ground – you know, oh wait, no, I just, I, 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 oh man. So we, so a uh, little, little, little inside baseball here. We have a new segment that's called behind enemy lines. And for like a split second, I was going to work in like Matthew McConaughey's movie behind enemy lines, but I just remembered that was Owen Wilson, not oh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh wow. 
Wow. Guys, I'm behind enemy lines. Wow. Another Texas boy. <laughs> yeah. I always forget the Wilsons are from Texas. Dallas, baby. It's such a funny thing, too, because, like, Wes Anderson is, like, Texan. so hipster, weirdo, artist boy, lives in Paris. Motherfucker's from Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like, wrote his first movies in, in school in Austin. Yeah. You was the people you, it's, it's just really funny. Really the, funny the, to me. The Wilson brothers went to the most hoity-toity private school in Dallas here, St. Mark's. This place is like smack dab in the middle of like Prestonwood and Highland Park. It's like just... <laughs> and all of the boys there are fucking psychopaths. Like sociopath genius. Like they know calculus by the time they're 12 and are bored with everything. And so they're like building bombs in their basement. And oh my god! Like, like <laughs> <laughs> they've got copies of the Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah, yeah. And like, and they're just like discovering, you know, solar systems and uh, and you know, committing uh, Saint Mark's low, low levels uh, of like sexual harassment all throughout uh, the entire <laughs> Island Park area. A Saint Mark's alumni just hoisted the Lombardi Trophy last year. Clark oh. Hunt. The principal oh, really? owner of the Kansas City Chiefs um, also went to St. Mark's High School in Dallas. Wow. Well, that's a, yeah. that was that like, so I went to that private school, but we, and like the rung above us, quote unquote, was Jesuit. And then the rung above Jesuit is St. Mark's. Oh, wow. In terms of that, like smarties. Yeah, that neighborhood out there, I've driven through Preston Hollow. And I always thought, like, you know, I've driven through Highland Park in the past. I like Preston Hollow more. Really? Yes, I because don't. you get way more land. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Yeah. You, you get way more land, and there were a lot more, like, Highland Park was a lot of houses that were built in, like, the 70s and 80s or modern houses. Mm-hmm. Preston Hollow had some dope as fucking fuck mid-century modern long and low single story homes on like a full acre five minutes outside of downtown dallas yeah that's fucking dope as hell dude the thing about preston hollow is that i see a lot of like compounds and fortresses there though and it and it creeps me out i could see that i could there's, see like uh, there's there's literally like like homes that have like 15 foot high three foot thick walls surrounding the properties with, with like multiple black escalades in the driveway. And it's just like, what's going on? That's where Roger Staubach lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Sure. Probably. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) It's creepy. Yeah. Very creepy, but you know, good times. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, if I was that rich, that's where I'd be. (laughs) Yeah, behind a fucking three-foot-thick wall. wall. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from me. And so that nobody could get... Behind enemy lines. 
you have found yourself behind enemy lines. Scott Butterfield. Scott, we're mad at you. <laughs> we're not actually mad at you. I just thought it was really funny this morning. So I was so this morning. Now let me tell you. Hey, you ever, you ever had anything happen like this? You know, you ever had anything happen like this? You're like, I'm going to do some laundry. Okay, so here's the situation. I was going to do some laundry. I just want to play this out for everybody because it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. And my dad did it this morning and it really pissed me off at first before I figured out what was going on. But, uh, uh, so I'm like, I'm going to do some laundry. He goes, Oh wait, I left some clothes in the washer and I got to run them again. You know how that happens. Yeah. And, uh, some towels in the washer right now. I'm going to run again as soon as we're done with this. Right. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, Okay. And then I and then I watch him and he turns around and he goes into his room and then he comes out with a big bag of laundry and puts it in the washing machine. Oh, yeah. the optics were incredible. He usurped you. He he. It was a pick six. It was <laughs> it was just like holy shit. I just and you know what I did? I just like full blown tattletailed on him. <laughs> oh, you fucking bitch. You, <laughs> you snitched. You get in line for your stitches, baby. <laughs> I just mom mom walks by and I'm just like, you will not believe what just happened. And she's like, what? And I went to the whole story again. And she her eyes get all big, her eyebrows raise up to the top of her forehead. She goes into my goes and just with her finger pointed at my dad. You did this. <laughs> and in his mind, in Scott's mind, he thought, my boy has betrayed me. Yeah. <laughs> at two, Matthew. <laughs> at two, Matthew. He had the fucking, the scene from There Will Be Blood. <laughs> You're now my competition. <laughs> Bastard from a basket. Bastard from a basket. My boy, my boy abandoned me. I abandoned my boy. My boy. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been abandoned by my boy. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the one. Abandoned I've been by a- my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oil man. <laughs> he wasn't so oil man. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I tell you I'm an oil man, you'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like the funniest start to my day. I couldn't for there was just like five minutes where I was just like that fucking scumbag. <laughs> what the and fuck? And this all on top <laughs> yeah. of something that really just rang true to rang home to me. Um he screwed you out of Bill Burr. Oh yeah. I forgot we were gonna talk about this. He didn't screw me out of Bill Burr, but it was just kind of like Bill Burr's coming to Dallas. And they added a shitload of shows because everything sold out really quick. And I could not get a straight in because it was, I, w- I kept saying, I want to go to both my parents. And they were like, we want to go. And I was like, okay, I can't buy y'all tickets. I can buy my ticket. And they're like, yeah, we want to go. And then they left town for five days. And then they get back and I'm like, we need to get tickets. My mom's like, I don't want to go. I was like, I know that you didn't want to go. And then like another day goes by and no word. And I finally just have to physically corner my dad and be like, yes or no, Bill Burr. And finally he said, yes. And then and to use, you know, credit, their credit card and I can pay them back and uh, for my ticket. And at that point tickets were 
for two people $300 to some scalper. Uh, it's like, fuck off. I'm not paying a scalper to watch Bill Burr. I get an hour and a half of Bill Burr for free every week on his podcast. Why would I pay $300? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Bill, but like, and I want to see Bill Burr so bad, but like, come on. Jesus Christ, how popular are you? That just resonated a lot with me. The term yeah, why? Indec- indecisive parents. And this uh-huh. just uh, tells me, I was going to say this right now. Julie Beery, you're behind <laughs> enemy lines. <laughs> <laughs> you're behind enemy lines. Julie Beery, you're behind enemy lines. Because no matter how far in advance I ask you anything, you refuse to make plans. <laughs> refuse. Right to now, be fair, we're going to be in Texas. I, my parents are going to listen to this and then yell at me. And uh, so I, just <laughs> going, I am going to say, to be fair, I could have just bought my own ticket. Wow, blah, 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 while they were gone, yada, 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 before I get the speech from Donna that I'm about to get that I know is inevitable. Um, <laughs> that's okay. My mom stopped listening to this shit a long time ago God, because I, she just she couldn't stand hearing me say all these naughty words. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm so jealous. Uh, <laughs> so, Julie Beery, I got a bone to pick with you. You never make up your damn mind. I ask you to do something for six months and you keep putting it off. What is it? Now we're coming to Texas. For Christmas. Oh, you are? We're going to be in Austin, though, at Andrea, at um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house. Oh, wow. And now we can't figure out, she can't decide if she's going to be in San Antonio or Texas City. And every time I talk to her, she waffles back and forth on the two. And I talked to my sister the other night, and she was like, you're just going to have to tell her what she's doing. And dad will say yes. (laughs) (laughs) But this has happened so many times. Because me and Andrea have been on tons of trips with her parents because her parents were like, hey, y'all want to go do the, do this? And they're like, yep, we just bought our tickets. It's like, yeah. they just like make a decision and we're doing it. Tell us yeah. the dates. My mom and dad, it's like, well, I don't know. You know, that's six months away. A lot can happen in six months. And, you know, we just don't know with, you know, uh, JR's five now. And we just, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. And I just, uh, oh, I got to check my work schedule. I got my days off that I can take at the office. And, uh, yes, uh, this, I'll tell you, this, you sound exactly like my parents. Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm giving you a heart attack, giving you anxiety. God. It's just like working listing up your millennial all the different anxiety. ways to be. While we were having the Bill Burr conversation, it was listing all the different ways to be socially distant while at the Bill Burr show. And it was just like, okay, you fucking stand six feet apart from each other. Like, it's set up that way. That's how these shows are set up. Are we going? Yes or no? The answer is no. <laughs> For this reason, we won't get into other reasons. There are parents. We probably got plenty of them. But for these reasons, Julie Berry, Scott Butterfield, you two find yourselves behind enemy lines. All right. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I love this. I, I found this old heavy metal pedal called Metal, metal Zone. I bought it when I was like 15. 
And I think they technically sold it to Paul Roca, but he never picked it up. (laughs) You just took his money. So, Paul, if you're listening, I guess your name's uh, different now. Camillo, if you're listening, send me your address. I'll send you this pedal. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine that if he actually does hit you up and be like, hey, man, I was listening to the podcast and like. I would be overjoyed if he did. (laughs) I love and miss that guy. Good times. Wild times. College we went on to, uh, he was, he and I did a six week tour of a ch- children's show together in like 2008. And it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. We all that got strep story. throat. Yeah. We all got strep throat like five times <laughs> and uh, it got hammered. Just, it was so fun. Dude, the close quarters in which we were around each other so much in college it's gross. We were just constantly giving each other illnesses all the time, all the time, just like in tiny wings and backstages of little tiny theaters, just coughing dorms. on each other. Dorms, dorms. That was the year I was living in a dorm, and it was just like everybody was sick all the time. Jeez, like Falls horribly Hall. sick. I lived in Butler. Oh, you did? I thought you were in Falls. No, I hung out with all the Falls people because they were cool. And the Butler people were all like failed, like people that couldn't get into fraternities. Oh, God. Uh, I lived in Tower Hall, eighth floor, called ourselves the Ocho. The Ocho. The Ocho. Um, Crazy times. Are we uh, doing this? I think it's time because, buddy. Dude, this pedal is like so sensitive. I have my guitar set on like one and I'm getting that much feedback. <laughs> Let's do it. Happy bro, don't happy bro, don't happy bro, happy bro, don't happy bro, don't happy bro, don't happy bro, don't happy bro. Oh yeah. Do not happy bro. Don't happy bro. Me, bro. You want to go first? I'll go. No, first. let me go first. Yours you is way first. better. <laughs> Twitter, what is with this Snapchat, Instagram stories bullshit that you're that you're piping onto us? Tweets are supposed to last forever unless you delete them in shame. They're not supposed to be fleeting. They're not supposed to be videos. It's Twitter. Twitter's where you log on and you still type out little stupid fucking rants at 280 characters at a time at most we prefer it if you get it in the original 140 i mean let's get real what is i mean uh, somebody put it perfectly capitalism develops innovation and the only fucking innovation that's happened this year is different ways to show each other videos for 24 hours availability at a time it's all snapchat that's the only innovation that's that's come to place it's all on Instagram, it's on uh, Facebook, it's on uh, Discovery, it's on Parler, it's on Twitter, it's all the same shit, and it's just like, I'm so tired, like, what is the point? I just don't understand the point. The point of Twitter was that it was a, it was separate, it is separate from the Facebook beast, it is separate from the, the it's, I don't know, from the Generation Z uh illness of a visual stimulation it's it's literary we put our tweets in the library of congress because they are sacred they aren't fleeting they are permanent 
They are shameful. They are proud. They are, they are, I, I'm so mad about the new update on Twitter. It's, it really just, it, it I, 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 I don't know what to do about it. Anyway, don't at me, bro. So, <laughs> to go into this, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, listener discretion advised in this last part. Massive discretion advised because I witnessed something at the restaurant that I manage that was beyond words, beyond the pale, beyond whatever something can be beyond. Mm-hmm. It was far more than beyond any of that. It was far more than beyond enemy lines. Beyond this was me. the most, yeah, it was the most over-the-top bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Outdoor seating, the table nearest to the door, a family of three, mom, dad, and a two- or three-year-old daughter. Is this Gramercy or Upper East? Upper East. Okay, okay. On the sidewalk on 2nd Avenue. Oh, my God. Yes, on the sidewalk. Okay, I pictured 19th Street. Yeah, so... No, Upper East Side, Second wow. Avenue. These family nears the end of their meal. And instead of taking the, the little girl into the restroom to use our facilities like a normal person would do, they pull out a portable potty, I put a say. bag in it, mm-hmm. have the little girl derobe and take a shit on the sidewalk at my fucking table. Dude. I, I mean, I texted you immediately. Dude. <laughs> this was the most over-the-top thing I've ever seen in the service industry. What, what did you... So guide me through this. Mm-hmm. What did you like? How f- quickly? So when you approached them, were you running or were you walking? Were did you raise your voice at all? So it's the table they were at is right outside the front door. Uh-huh. So like I'm told about it, I whip my I like. It's probably ten steps from my station. Uh-huh. To their table, I got there in two steps, uh-huh. and I looked at them, and I just said, "Not only is this unsanitary, it is improper." <laughs> I used the term. I used the word "improper." Wow. Uh huh. I said, "If the Department of Sanitation or the Department of Health saw this, we would be shut down on the spot. We have bathrooms." inside for this please leave and don't come back wow yeah so what how did they react to that very stunned very taken aback tried to apologize i walked away had no interest in anything they had to say and then they were fucking gone obviously they paid yes they paid they they did this after they'd paid 
Oh my God. This was their last thing that they did before. You know what they were about to do? They were about to leave that bag on the table. They were about to leave that bag of baby shit on the table. Yeah. That's what it was about to happen. I've mm-hmm. seen, I've seen diapers left at tables. Yes. I've Nordstrom. heard of that. Oh, Nordstrom, Nordstrom cafe bistro that happened twice. And eventually it happened twice with the same family. And the second time we caught them before they left and they said, and we, and my manager was like, you left that diaper in your booth and you did it last time too. They never came back. Yeah. And so I, you know, living in a, you know, I grew up in a world city. I grew up in the immediate area of Houston. You understand that growing up in the area of Dallas. I live in New York city. I've been around the world. I understand that different places are different. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes when I see things that are to my American eye uncouth, uh, if they're from a different country, I'll a lot of times really just, Hey, you know, that doesn't really fly here. Just so you know, don't want you to have get into trouble somewhere. But down these the were line. like Americans. Were these like, like, would you say American? Like ciders. Yeah. Or, okay. Like Jews, white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they were upper East ciders. Okay. They, there, was no, there was no built in excuse of, yeah. Of, we're, 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 we're from visiting. mainland China and we shit all over the place all the time. Cause that's a thing. I'm oh, not dude. being ridiculous. That's I a know. thing in mainland China. And it's also a thing in India. And it's a, th- it's like, it's a thing where plate where plumbing isn't everywhere. Right. Yeah. So if they were from somewhere like that, I would be like, yo, just so you know, so you don't run into trouble down the line. Yeah. This is how things operate. But, but these are people, people with a- hadn't, no they had fucking American, excuse. They had like American accents. Oh yeah, they were straight up Americans. Okay, straight up Americans. Oh my and god! And I was like, I. It's that kind of rage where you know you and I get mad and we'll yeah. get mad and we yell and we uh-huh. get it out and then we feel better. This was that type of rage that is like, I'm so disgusted, I'm so blown away that even now I'm feeling it in the pit of my stomach. Like this is not a yell and get it out. And I feel better about it later. Like this was an all time damning experience that damned the human race to me in front of my eyes. (laughs) So my don't at me, bro. These people. (laughs) (laughs) even now even now i'm still kind of lost for words at it i can't baby took a shit in a bucket at my restaurant fucking wild man fucking wild you parents who are teaching your child to shit in public don't don't fucking at me bro (laughs) in fact you might be behind enemy lines It's a little, that's a little worse than picking off the laundry machine. (laughs) (laughs) Now this was a pick six with their baby shit. And what really disgusts me is that I truly think that they were about to just leave that at your table. If it was the last thing that they did. And now I'm thinking about all of the um, tables that they've done that to. And they probably do it four or five nights a week. (laughs) 
I guarantee that there's, if I go to up the street to any of the restaurants where I know the staff and I tell them this story, they'll probably be like, that was them. I know them. They're the cereal shit bag leavers. (laughs) It's poop again. (laughs) He called the shit poop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just like, I feel like I was just reliving Vietnam, telling that story again. <laughs> like, I, was, I just had I, to relive Da Nang. I was backstage at the show when he texted me that, and I just, like, made everyone be quiet. And I was like, y'all, my buddy just told me that he watched a baby take a shit at his table at his restaurant he's working in right now. And everyone's <laughs> jaws, just, like, the whole backstage just went silent. And their jaws dropped. And they were like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just maniacal. Insane. Insane. I, 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 you know, and it's funny because when I tell my, like I tell my mom stuff and she's always the one that wants to play the other side and say, you know. Sure. You know, try to level me out a little bit, which I give her mad credit for. Yes. This time, that woman didn't do any of that. She was just like, no, nope, that's fucking bullshit. She Fuck was them. so mad. Fuck them. <laughs> like, as a woman who raised kids, she was just like, they just put their child in such a horrible situation and they're teaching them such bad habits. <laughs> Dude, that's for real, though. Like, for real. That's like, I to teach someone that that is acceptable and then put that person out into the world to operate. Cause I bet that, I mean, if this kid was old enough to know to do it in a box, mm-hmm. then they're probably like three or four years old, which means in like maybe two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which means in two or three years, they're going to be a kindergarten or pre-K mm-hmm. not with mommy and daddy. And, and then they're going to try to shit in a box in the kindergarten room. Right. And then only five years from then they're going to be in first, you know, second grade. And they're going to have all these, they're going to have to learn all of this really basic stuff in front of people without the protection of their parents love. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's like really like abusive and fucked up of the parents to do stuff anything like that to encourage any sort of behavior like that. It's like, it's really just disgusting. Uh, Like they're, they're creating like a person, a damaged person. Yes, absolutely. A damaged and an incomplete person. Yeah. Like like, who learned it like seven years old that you shouldn't shit outside in a box. (laughs) At a busy restaurant on second Avenue. Like, Yeah. We don't oh want God. her to. We don't want her to be ashamed of her bodily functions. Don't be ashamed, but go do them in the room where you do them in the designated pooping room. They designed that room for you to poop in. God, and they have them everywhere you go so you can poop in them. Man, how long have we been recording? I have no clue. I forgot to start the timer, but it feels I, short. It does feel short. I, I've got a good story. You want to hear a story? I shut sure, down some hecklers. Yeah. Uh, story time. Uh, I was, it was the last weekend at the pocket this past weekend. And um, 
uh, Friday night, everyone in the audience was like blackout drunk, like fucking <laughs> so hammered in a way that I was like, I haven't been around this many hammered people in years. Like, this is a little scary. And especially because these are supposed to be like family friendly shows, right? Like we're yeah. not allowed to curse at people. We're not really allowed to defend ourselves very much. We're supposed to take some abuse. It's audience interactive. There's booing, there's cheering, there's hissing. There's, you know, there's like, oh, there's definitely heckling encouraged, but like there was one table like right at the front stage left. And then another table, it was a thrust uh, behind on house or house, right. Far stage left, really far up. And the people down front. So there's a scene in the play where I put, where I find my wife cheating on me and I pull a gun on her and the guy. And, um, and she, and they're, they see me come out cause I'm holding my gun cause I'm out there looking for her cause I'm worried about her. And then the, the moment they see me with my gun, the, the, the people in, uh, that are dead front start going, shoot her, shoot her, shoot her, shoot her. Shoot her! Shoot her! Shoot her, Bobby! My character's name is Bobby. Shoot her, Bobby! Bobby, shoot her! And, like, we can't... And it's so loud that I can't... But, Matt, Matt, you know how fucking loud I am. Right? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's like a problem. It, it, like, it, it's... <laughs> you got yelled at by a 68-year-old lady on the street one time. <laughs> on Halloween, of all times. I, I did? <laughs> When we were going to the Halloween parade and we were talking and being loud and some lady goes, oh, let them go by. He's so loud. And you go, oh, I'm so sorry. Sounds like somebody's 68. <laughs> Ooh, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, dude, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> um, but like, these guys are so loud that I can't hear myself. And I also can't hear my, my the people that I'm doing the scene with. And it's like, you got to be able to hear the people that you're acting with, obviously. And so from the show that I did from years ago, I was always told by that director, if you have an unruly audience, just power through it, just get through the scene and ignore it. But it was getting like, so the scene ends and I take them hostage and I lead them off stage. We, we just, we just basically just walked off stage because over shooter, shooter, Bobby, shooter, shooter. Shoot her! And um, we just walk off stage. And then the next scene picks up, and I'm we're still marching through the forest the, or the swamp, and they see me, and, and it starts up again. Shoot her! Shoot her! And I get, we get like three lines into the scene, and I finally just like turn around, and I, I'm fu- and I, I black out almost. I just turn around and say, if you would shut up, and listen to the scene, you'll find out if I shoot her. <laughs> and then everyone behind them starts cheering. <laughs> the crowd, everyone that's like not them starts cheering. And they and it's like, and I finally get a look at these guys, and they are just like, these are the guys that um, so we had a we had an earlier in the evening, there was a joke about fake news. And this table immediately screamed, Joe Biden! Oh, fuck my So you face. can picture these people. And it, they looked exactly like someone that would do that. 
What are they doing at a play? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> How'd they get roped into this? They, I don't know. It's people in Dallas are weird. You know, I just don't know how to gauge anybody down here. It's like, what the, f- you talk to someone for a while and then all of a sudden they start, they start talking about white genocide. And it's like, what the fuck? We've been hanging out for two hours. <laughs> and you seem totally <laughs> you normal. Super normal before. <laughs> <laughs> now, trying to erase the whites. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your culture too. They say black power. Why can't we? Oh God. <laughs> you think I'm joking. No, um, I don't think you're joking at all. That's why I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're, where you're coming from. Yeah. And like, I don't, and, and I didn't really run into that at the pocket very much, but it's, I'm just talking about in Dallas in general. And uh, uh, so like I look at them and I look them in the eyes and I kind of come out of my rage and all I can think for the next like hour is, oh my God, did I tell them to shut the fuck up? Because you're not allowed to curse. Right. And uh, I did not. I did not. Good. Good. Out of myself. (laughs) I just told them to shut up. Look at me. That's a good little Butterfield boy. Growing. There's growth. <laughs> I just screamed shut up at some paying customers. <laughs> Raise a glass to growing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm so That's glad that shit. play is done though. Oh my god. It's it was stressing me out so much every week. It's just in the and it just seemed like nobody was really I mean I, look we the the pocket took it seriously. We took it seriously. We did take it seriously. I will say I took it the most seriously is how I'll yes. phrase it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seemed. Yeah, I talked to you all throughout this process, so I completely understand you were very responsible. It, 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 well, I'm just saying like there was, I was, uh, I don't know. I don't want to like inside baseball it too much, but uh, it it just wasn't, as tight as I, as I would have preferred it had been necessarily, but it was incredibly tight and we did succeed. Nobody, nobody in the cast got COVID. I don't think we spread any COVID at the theater amongst the audience. Um, so it was, it's a success story. I do. I would have, I, now that it's over, I, I don't know that until there's a vaccine, that I'm going to be auditioning to be in, to be in plays. <laughs> and to be fair, you committed to this before COVID. Right, right, which is why I did it. And it's like, I guess I could have quit over the summer because we did have cast members quit. Yeah. Um, but but a that's lot such of it, a hard thing, and I know where you're coming from with that yeah. because we're fucking trained actors, man. Like, this is part of who we are. So leaving a show is like the worst possible outcome. Right. And I have left shows before, but I've only ever done it. um, Well, I left one show that I remember. um, And it was like, and it was because I didn't trust the director and the, and the writer, he was a director writer. It was in San Marcos. And he kept telling us that um, the play was written, but he couldn't get us the script yet. And we were opening in like a week. 
No, yeah, I was like out of town. Yourself up to lose your credibility as an actor. Fuck that. I was like out of town, which like saying like, "Hey, can you get the script to me so that I could practice on my own time before we get back to rehearsals?" And he was like, "I, I can't get it to you yet, but it is written." I was like, "If it's written, can you just give me what you've written?" He was lying. It wasn't written. You know what I mean? Like if it was written, and it was just like, that's that's like. So I've I've left shows like but only only because of like just complete I didn't like I didn't want my credibility to be fucking destroyed or I didn't want to if I feel like the 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 director is going to leave me embarrassed on stage I'll fucking leave. Yeah, that's yeah, when you're putting your credibility as an actor on the line like that, you you're put in a position to to where you look like the asshole. Fuck right. that. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because but, somebody um, comes and sees that show, they don't know that the script wasn't given to you. <laughs> like, right, right. But they with think, this man, show, these actors didn't do shit. But with this show, this time around, it was just like, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't want to burn any bridges. I didn't, I didn't know these people very as well. And... And it was safe. Like I said, nobody fucking got COVID. Or at least Good. I haven't I haven't gotten my test back from this last weekend, but I don't think that I have COVID. I feel fine. Um, good. I feel like I did all the other weeks. So they did a good job. I should stop shitting on them. They did a good job. And it was fun. And I'm glad to I'm I, I, I'm kind of glad to have done it. <laughs> I do feel <laughs> like it was kind of an unnecessary risk, but um I am glad that it got done and hopefully the pocket can figure something else out. I mean, this is just so devastating to the theater industry. Yeah. And I think we're, I think um, I'm starting to be a lot more hopeful. Um, 2020 has taken a turn for the better. Um, It all started with, uh, all started with dog face on his longboard singing dreams. And then uh, fucking Joe Biden wins the election. We hear good news from Pfizer and from Moderna. I watched the 60 minutes piece on operation warp speed, which um, I feel like the, the military brass that's been been put in charge of getting the, the vaccine out once it's approved. I you know I'm starting to, I'm actually starting to feel optimistic. Like maybe we're getting close to the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, for he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> you know what I mean, yep. Let's just hope that to meant, God but... that uh, the, Let's hope to God Pfizer and Moderna don't find themselves behind enemy lines. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That pedal is so fucking rad. All right, I, I guess it. let's wrap it up. Let's fucking finish this shit. Um, follow me on, tw- on Twitter, at Twitterfield, on Instagram, at Matters. I got funny stories. Go to my website. I haven't updated it yet. Um, what else? What do, you, what, do you got, but what do you got, buddy? Hit me up, at MattBeery06 on all the social media. You can send us your emails, questions, comments, concerns, Anything you want to send us to all my queens over 18 at 
the mat on map pod at gmail.com. And Julie, Julie Beery, email us. Tell us where you're going to go for Christmas. We want to hear your side of the story. Scott I got to know. <laughs> Scott Butterfield. We want to hear your side of the story. Email us at mat on map pod at gmail.com. Get, <laughs> get on the, I don't want to be behind enemy lines with you, buddy. And here's my call to action to Scott Butterfield. Don't confront Matt about this on the back porch or at the fire pit. I want you to write into the show. Yes. Yes. I want to hear what you've got to say. You beautiful man. <laughs> there were clothes in the wash. I did. I mean, there were, but <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I, I moved That's them us. later and there definitely were. <laughs> That's us, man. Matt on, at Matt on Matt pod on Twitter. Uh, do it. Follow me. Adios. Follow us. See ya.